afternoon. So I thought I'd uh, continue a little bit from last night. Um, we gave an outline of our uh, trajectory from where we come and from where we can go and the means to go from Mahavishnu to Manjaribhav via the Harinam. But um, there's a little more to the story I, th I think we could add and I won't uh, speak as long or go into as much depth I don't think and therefore I hope to, hope to leave some time for questions that we didn't have time for last night. <laughs> and uh, But um, Yes, the means is Harinam Sankirtan. We were, of course, singing really the virtues of Narutam Thakur, and and um, he made the statement that uh, the wealth, the prem, Golokar prem, Dan Harinam Sankirtan is coming from the wealth of Goloka is coming to us through Harinam Sankirtan <coughs> to us in the middle of midst of the the Shristi Leela, the Leela of Mahavishnu, in which, as we heard. Uh, is um, facilitates Mahasankarshan's desire to bestow mukti. Well, according to Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami um, and his theology, it appears that uh, Krishna also has a desire to bestow. He's not going to bestow the mukti of Bhaikuntha because that's not his preoccupation. That's not what makes his world go round. Hmm? that is uh, uh, something that in his form as Narayan, as we heard, he's preoccupied with uh, Salokya, Shasti, Sarupya, and Samipya in particular <coughs> amongst the, the four <coughs> types of mukti, which is an interesting point in itself. Um, and I never heard what the Advaitins would say to uh, such references that there are five kinds of mukti sayuja, salokya, shasti, sarupya, samipya certainly and he, there's, there's repeated statements like this in the sacred text certainly appears to speak about a variegated possibility of experiences in transcendence hmm? right how they can leave those out I'm not sure, and how they would enfold them in this, in the Sayuja, it would be pretty tricky. But Shankar, he's he's pretty tricky, <laughs> way with words he has. But um, <clears throat> at any rate, <clears throat> this is not the preoccupation of Krishna. So Narayan has some desire to bestow mukti, and and Masankarshan, who is the expansion of Baladev, accompanying Krishna, who is Narayan. Is right there to assist him, to help him out, fixated on, on the desires of his his Lord, so to speak, right? And so we have the material world, <clears throat> and then from from the Mahavishnu, who is sheltered, as we learned in uh, Mahasankarshan, we also have some portion of the Tatasta Shakti, which is also sheltered in Mahasankarshan. Mm -hmm. 
and expands in Vaikuntha hmm, for Leela, hmm, that Tatasta Shakti, where it immediately, of course, without time, is imbued with Surup Shakti, with Bhakti, which is what the environment there uh, consists of, right? When his sheltered portion, Mahavishnu, then manifests within his jurisdiction, uh, the realm of his jurisdiction, he manifests the, the, the Maya Shakti. This is not coming from Krishna. Maya Shakti coming from his Purusha, Avatar, Mahavishnu, and a portion of the Tasta Jivas who are now not Nitya Mukta but Nitya Badha. Hmm? And of course, then they become those to uh, uh, who, upon whom Narayan can bestow mukti right? through his avatar, Mahavishnu, and the other avatars that come through him, and so forth. Making news about that available, you might learn about yourself. It's possible without any help and the Socratic effort in Sattvaguna. Mm. To know about Brahman, know about Vaikuntha, to speak of Goloka, that requires some help. You're not going to just figure that out. Mm. Some help from outside, so to speak. Mm. So, and with that help, I should say, in the form of Sadhu Sangha, then we have to, in relation to that help, we have to make some effort as well, right? So there's grace, which is an opportunity, and the teaching, and then there's the effort that we put in, which is the exercise of our will, and it's considerable effort. Some people have reasoned poorly that because we have will as a component of our being and self, that in if we should attain transcendence, because we have will, we could will ourselves out. That would be pretty difficult to do. As I've said before, it's pretty difficult to will yourself out of the influence of the Maya Shakti. It takes yugas of doing away with the samskaras for material life that we have been impressed upon us for since forever. And it requires getting other impressions so there has to be some corner there in, in Vaikuntha where there's a school, how to go to the material world. <laughs> Unfortunately, there are no emissaries hmm? <laughs> distributing in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the bhakti environment, canvassing for the material world and teaching how to go there. <laughs> how to ex- no, no opportunity is being provided into, in relation to which you could exercise your will. Hmm? And it would be, have to be considerable because... What is the standing or the position or the power of the Maya Shakti in relation to the Sarup Shakti? Well, she's like the power of darkness in the face of light. No power whatsoever. We can't even overpower her on our own. How will we overpower the Sarup Shakti? Hmm? Of course, that's just a foolish idea, but some people had to entertain it, so it's worth the Worth worth mentioning, right? Mm-hmm. So, at any rate, 
Narayan desires to bestow mukti, and Mahavishnu is the facilitator. Mahavishnu is the expansion of Mahasankarshan. So, um, so, so, the, so the worlds, right, um, manifest. And the world means Maya Shakti and Jiva Shakti. So these are his, his Shaktis. But um, in order for us to go to Golok, there, there are two phases. We talked about, course, Chet, about the fact, of course, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu brings the prem of Golok and of the corner of Golok, or the center of Golok, we should say, the center of the lotus that is Braj itself um, to the world through the medium of Namsan Kirtan. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself appears in one sense out of a similar desire of Krishna, similar to Narayan, that is, in the theology of Krishna Das Kaviraj. Because Narayan desires to bestow mukti, and Krishna, uh, as explained in Chaitanya Charitamrita, desires to display his uh, leelas of Braj, which are what, what makes his his world go round, right? As we heard yesterday, the paradigmatic figures, the Yashodas, the Nanda, the Radha, Shakalita, Sudam, Sridam, that um, allow the Absolute to be the friend, to be the son, to be the lover, and be the charming person that he is, so to speak. These influences, Vatsalya, Sakya, Madhurya, personified as the entourage of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of, of Krishna, who are, as we, I think, fairly well explained and demonstrated from scripture, are manifestations of the Sarup Shakti, not the Tatasta Shakti. They make his world go round and apparently, as I say in the theology of Krishna, that's Kaviraj Goswami, in the midst of all that, he has a desire to bestow that upon people. As Narayan has a desire to bestow mukti, he has a desire to bestow prem, hmm? special, the special prem of Braj. Hmm? And it would seem that he also reasons that in his own tasting of that prem, hmm? which is in Golok, which is a human-like setting, that it could be facilitated in human society. There could be some nu- new, uh, nuances that would arise in that type of setting. And this is mentioned in the Ujjwal Nilmani of, 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 uh, of uh, Rupa Goswami without saying what they might be. He said there's something special about the Prakat Leela, the manifest Leela, hmm? which implies that it and there's different ways this has been interpreted, of course, but which implies that the Prakat Leela is, or excuse me, the Aprakat Leela, the unmanifest Leela, the Golok Leela, is somehow enhanced hmm, in some way, and there's different ways to reason about that, but in the, in the human-like setting itself. I've given an example before that, um, I don't know how much it is today, but there used to be this uh, saying that they would put um, as an advertisement on certain movies uh, filmed on location rather than 
artificially creating the mountains and the valleys. They did it right there in Asheville. What was it called? The Last of the Mohegans. You know, right? People always want to tell you that out there. <laughs> so, filmed on location. So, filmed, you know, this is a trailer, <coughs> the Prakatli, the Manifest Leela, of the actual movie itself and all the different channels, as we were discussing the other night. They're constantly playing at all times. You can tune in. Of course, there's a way to tune in, and you can just tune into one, and that's it. You're there forever. One portion of one, even, in some sampradayas, right? Our portion, of course, our portion is, I don't know if I mentioned this last night, but in the Prakat Leela, which is the trailer, we have the birth of Krishna, his Poganda Leela, his Kishore Leela, his Poganda Leela, excuse me, his Kumar Leela, his childhood Leela, his, his boyhood Leela, his adolescent Leela, Aristasura is killed, uh, all of Kamsa's henchmen have been dealt with, and there's only Kamsa himself left, the biggest of them all. And now Krishna's departure for Mathura, right, at the invitation of Kamsa. So stop the film right there before Krishna goes to Kamsa, goes to Mathura. Then the Leela and Vrindavan is all set up. That window, that is the window the Goswamis have offered us to, to enter into. Hmm? And newer and newer pastimes within the framework of a basic day hmm, that has a certain structure to it. Hmm? And um, uh, over and over again it's played in the Anurag that is uh, predominates. The Leela Anurag is a, is a, is a development of the dominant emotion that defines a devotee, that uh, is experienced in 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 Madhurya Rasa, and in the Sakya Rasa of Krishna's intimate friends, who are who who part, whose Sakya Rasa is mixed with Madhurya, like yogurt is mixed with sugar and makes it sweeter. Hmm? While Vatsalya and Dasya Rasa are also part of the makeup of the Brajlila. Don't reach up to Anurag, up to Rag. Nonetheless, the Ra Anurag of the gopis and the Parakya and that whole affair that the Rajlila is centered around, it appears that it overflows in a sense, hmm? such that what is the characteristic of Anurag that you experience Krishna each time as if it's the first time you've seen him. Hmm? So there's a, there's a kind of an anurag to the whole of the leela that each day the typical events, like for example, Yashoda decides to send Kundalata to Javat, where Radha is staying with her in-laws, or half the year she spends in her in her in her father's residence as well in uh, in Vishabhanupur. Um, hmm. Mother Yasoda decides to send Kundalata to go and bring her as a, like it's a brilliant idea. It just happened yesterday. But she doesn't remember that. <laughs> so it's like it never happened before. So every every day is is fresh, of course. And then there are the, there's the typical points of this happens again and again and then there are many nuanced, different 
newer and newer leelas within the context of that. So if you take that window when, as I say, just before Krishna's about, he's a Kishore, he's about to go to Mathura, stop it right there and then just play the reel over and over again and every day cow herding, every day this, that and the other thing and within the context of that so many different leelas. So this is the window of opportunity that our Sampradaya offers us the opportunity to enter into and stay in, live within forever. Hmm? It's worth knowing, right? Hmm? Like I said, some Sampradayas, they only want to stay in, 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 in one grove, in one forest, where only Krishna and Radha and some Sakis, and that's it. Hmm? And that moment, which is one moment within this picture, um, and uh, and a window of opportunity that's presented to us, they stay in that forever. Hmm? For us, it doesn't sound so desirable, but they have their reasoning, and there's some scars for that, and so on and so forth. And we don't consider that apasadanta. What is apasadanta is what is a misrepresentation of our own tradition, our own teaching. Other people have their own siddhanta, because it's different from ours. Doesn't make it apasadanta. It makes it their siddhanta. Hmm? And the bhava, their tattva, and the bhava that uh, that it gives gives rise to, and so forth. Hmm? So it's a big place, hmm? a lot going on there. Hmm? We have our place. We think it's special. And if we didn't, well, we wouldn't have the uh, the enthusiasm to to undergo the practice, and so on and so forth, and uh, and pursue it as diligently as we do. So. Um, that said, uh, this Prakat Leela, this manifest Leela, as I said, it has some special characteristic to it. I mean, there's a number of things that go on that, but not, that might not necessarily be that feature that Rupa Goswami is talking about, and that's, again, another discussion. But um, the point I want to make is that Krishna is desiring to bestow Ragmarg on the people. Hmm? He's characterized in Chaitanya Charitamrita as saying, without, he's saying, I, put in parentheses, in the form of Narayan, am being worshipped by people all the time and it's just not doing anything for me. Hmm? This is Krishna speaking. <laughs> What's happening, the kind of worship that, that is taking place in, 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 in Vaikuntha in relation to him, centered on him in the form of Narayan, doesn't do anything for Krishna himself. Hmm. This is the powerful, probably the most powerful thing uh, to, to consider about Rag Marg, is that the Rag Marg, and we've kind of been saying this uh, in, in, in as much, or yesterday we did, this is what really makes Krishna's life go around. Without his friendship, without his lovers, without his parents, there is no parental child Krishna. There is no Kishore Krishna, adolescent Krishna. There is no boyhood of Krishna. Hmm? Um, this is where Prem really takes over and overwhelms the Godhead, right? turning him into a subordinate hmm? for all intents and purposes. And he likes that very much. It's a place where he can be himself. Hmm? And he in, within human psychology, we can we can identify with that. You can you see, for example, 
people struggle to become often a public figure, a well-known figure, right? Many people to be whether it be the best they can in their field, and certain fields are going to be more glamorous than others. The sports fields, let's say, uh, you know, where there's where there's a lot of money, or in entertainment industry, or politics, or something like that. So you become famous in one of these realms, you you have to um, work fairly hard. Of course, you have to know somebody too. So, right. So. <laughs> so so it is with bhakti as well. You have to know somebody, but but then we find them the, the struggle for this notoriety, if you will, and public persona, only to hide from it with sunglasses. These are the sunglasses that Brad Pitt wears. Everybody wants to get them, but he needs them, you know, because. Although he or whomever, she or whomever has struggled to become a public figure, it's not fulfilling, hmm? right? To be the center, it's not fulfilling. Hmm? Krishna is trying to get away from being a public figure himself. <laughs> God is a is a public figure. He's everywhere, hmm? right? He sees everything. He knows everything. Everybody knows about him. They like him or they don't like him. You're going to become famous in two ways: by liking him or disliking him. Then you'll be, you'll be known in the world. Hmm? You can become a Hitler, or you can become a, you know, a saint and become famous. So, so, in Vrindavan, then he's, he's, he, he's, the center, but, but it's, it doesn't entirely feel like that. Right? He's at home. Right? And uh, he may be, he may be the strongest, but he's often losing in his wrestling matches, and uh, and he may be all attractive, but he's attracted to Radha. Hmm? So <laughs> it's a very peculiar place. So that's, this is a hidden domain, right, within within the Vaikuntha. Hmm? Ayodhya just kind of pointing towards it by the by the possibilities we see in Ayodhya. That what? They don't exist in Vaikuntha. It's a pocket of he has a, he has parents, Ram. He has friends, brother. What's that? Ah, go further and Goloka you can find. So it's distant in that sense, right? But it's very close to us as humans nonetheless, being human like and in a much greater measure than Ram Leela. Ram Leela is very popular for its because it's a human like Leela, but Ram it's very apparent he can't be human. <laughs> no one could be that morally correct. Nobody. It's just not possible. He's, then you have to conclude he's God. But with Krishna, well, <laughs> he is. What well, we say this one? He's wabi sabi. What was? How did you? How did you? Where's Gopal Nandini? How did you translate? Flawed, flawed perfection. Perfectly flawed. perfectly flawed. He's perfectly flawed. Is it? I think a Japanese term, wabi sabi. It's, it's broken. But it's, it's perfect. <laughs> All things break, and it, you know, what do I try to fix it? It's toilet art, something like that. So he's perfectly flawed. Hmm? Very endearing to, to human society, right? Very easy to, 
emotionally we're emotional beings to identify with him because he does the things that we do has the feelings that we have in relation to his friends so this is unique theologically very unique i don't think there's any school religion spiritual tradition that that affords one this opportunity to bond emotionally for emotional beings to bond with the absolute you get a little bit in christianity i see they bond with like like Guilt. It's a human emotion. The guilt. They guilt you in there. Oh, I should have. How, how could we let this happen? You know, he did this for us. You know, I'm not. I'm not speaking against it, but the whole range of human emotions is taken advantage of, and um, uh, and it facilitates uh, in Krishna Bhakti the opportunity to, to bond with, with Krishna. That's why when we hear he does something. Like I would have done that too, right? Then we bond with him. And though that that that's what creates some scars, feelings for him, hmm? right? Makes us attached to him. It's our own humanness, if you will. Wow, how like user friendly. Hmm? That's what we say. Bhakti's easy compared to other paths. This is a prominent way to to to, to think about it. Hmm? So human society, he wants to come to the world and display his leela. And what I was saying about Rag Bhakti is that the most powerful thing is that when you have the interest, the ideal, some that turns into some preoccupation, a longing and properly understood with supporting philosophy, tattva, and so forth, to follow those kinds of people, like Krishna's friends, like Krishna, like Radha's handmaidens, and so forth. Hmm? This, more than anything else, is going to get Krishna's attention, because nobody is interested in it. I mean, so many people want to go to Baikuntha, go to Brahman, they, are, they want to get things from God. Hmm? They pray to God for things. They pray to God to get away from things. Hmm. They pray to God to live on His planet, where He'll be ta- will be taken care of. <laughs> no, no, no more worries. He does everything, hmm. right? Maybe just to, in some epit, serve a little bit. But but there's distance. There's the worshiper. There's the worshipped. Hmm. And then there's the worship, but it doesn't. It's not like love, which brings the two, the worshipper and the worshipped, together, and and turns worship into love. It's no longer worship, hmm? Hmm. which is some effort. Love is without effort. So you become interested in this. Krishna sees it. Practically nobody's interested in this. Hmm? So if you become a little interested through good association. Krishna become interested in you. Hmm? The practices that we do that directly promote that bhava hmm, turn into that bhava, hmm? hearing, chanting, and so forth. Hmm? But this is the this is the center to to, to get this through sadhu sangha this idea hmm? that's very very valuable. We got something very valuable. Hmm? I've told before that when I was young. In New Dwarka, as it was Prabhupada's temple was called, one older brahmachari, forget that guy's name, he had big thick glasses, 
Mahapurusha, I think his name was, um, Das, he told me, you know, not everybody goes to Golok. Most everybody goes to Vaikuntha. I wept when I heard that. I, I, I didn't understand at all that, but how I had been affected. Hmm. I went and stood in front of the deities and I said, it can't be true, that can't be true. Uh, they told me it's not true. <laughs> you don't have to worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everything is all right. <laughs> so get that. Even if you don't know how to practice or go about it, right? That will all follow. And this is very attractive to Krishna. So he comes, He apparently, Krishna, he has the desire every now and then, every blue moon, <laughs> To come, every dark moon, Kalchandra comes himself and displays his leela in the world. Of course, there are sadhakas in the world who can't bear his separation anymore and whose, whose separation he cannot bear any longer. And we can say he comes for them. But again, in Krishna Dasa's theology, there's this other, he wants to bestow it. He wants to make it available. Like Narayan wants to bestow Mukti. So it's in that um, manifestation of Leela, we call the Prakat Leela, the, the, the earthly Leela, the human-like Leela, appearing in this world, the visible Leela to even ordinary eyes, at least to some extent, it can be witnessed and seen and so forth. That Leela, in the midst of that Leela, in the height of that Leela, is when something happens hmm, that I guess, like I, you know, like we were saying, the human situation, human setting, facilitates it such that he gets this glimpse into, into the measure, the extent to which, or the fact that Radha's taste of rasa exceeds his own. Hmm? So it's in, in the Prakat Leela that this happens. Hmm? And this is the genesis, of course, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the extension then of the Leela in the form of Gaur Leela. And in, in this Gaur Leela, this is the Namsen Hari Namsen Kirtan that's giving the wealth of Golok hmm, and so forth. Right? So, just a simple point to follow up. Like Narayan has that kind of desire, hmm, Krishna has that desire. A little different. Hmm, to give Rag, Rag Marg to the world, to make that available. This is a very, very special uh, concession, a very special opportunity. So it's said to be an very, very rare, right? Once in the day of Brahman, and they give you the calculation and how many, how many hours in his day, and how many days, and you, you can figure that out on a calculator. You're not supposed to be able because they didn't have calculators in those days, so they would just it just meant just as if it never happened before and it's happening to you now, right now. Don't worry about, well, what happened then at those times then? No, no. And then something happened. Very special opportunity for you now. This is the emphasis. Now take advantage of it. Hmm? Don't just be curiosity seeking. Hmm? Get the point. Right? But the, this, is hap- this opportunity is happening to you now. It's very, very rare. Take advantage of it. And it's very easy comparatively. Hmm? to other spiritual disciplines and the prospect is 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 arguably very high and higher highest hmm? as we're saying hmm? so um, in the prakat lila then 
one of the one of Krishna, one of the things that uh, that uh, of course I should say also that we see that some people took advantage of the Prakat Leela and could enter it, like wise sages or those uh, Upanishads or uh, from a previous Prakat Leela hmm? or something, uh, for, or the sages Dandakarani who, who got the Gopal Mantra, they were chanting the Gopal Mantra. But for most people, it takes this extension of the Leela in, 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 in the form of Gorli, the where this is taught systematically, hmm? a sampradaya is formed, and, and how books are written and so forth, how to get there, how to enter in there. Hmm? See the special mercy. Krishna wanted to showcase his Leela, hmm? but it's so abstract, so obscure, so, well, it's human like. Easy to misunderstand. Hmm? In the Gita, he says, as Prabhupada says, surrender to me, and then that's it. You know, well, how do you do that? And, uh, uh, it's not clear from the Bhagavatam it, itself. Hmm? So, just to emphasize the, the, the magnanimous dispensation of Gorlila, where the systematically, the whole thing is about systematically teaching how to go there, as Krishna, in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tries to go within the depths of his own Leela and experience himself from Radha's vantage point and see all that he is. Hmm? That only from her vantage point can be understood and experienced, not from his own. Hmm? These are very peculiar theological um, ideas, right? Hmm? Very interesting. So, anyway, the, one of the things that characterizes the Prakat Leela and differentiates it from the Aprakat Leela is that the latter, the Aprakat Leela, is characterized by union. And the Aprakat Leela, or the Prakat Leela, the manifest Leela, is characterized in an overarching sense by, by separation. Separation would be like the low tide of the Leela, union the high tide, and it's easier to enter the ocean in the low tide. So we also enter through uh, separation. So, we'll say a few words about separation and, and try to look for just a moment uh, at um, so, uh, an example of how the material Leela, as I said, the Dwarka Leela, properly understood, are reflecting back on the Braj Leela to showcase it indirectly. Directly, the, 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 the Braj Leela is exhibited manifest that Krishna goes to Mathura and Dwarka and they are if you understand them properly reflecting back on the virtues, the glory of the Brajlila. Hmm? They're not offering us well you could go there, you could some people take it like that, but they're not um, in our estimation looking so closely at the Bhagavatam or not taking advantage of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, whose system is find a Bhagavat and study the Bhagwat under that Bhagwat. This person Bhagwat in the book Bhagwat, then you can get the Premarasa. Hmm? Right? So so to Matura. Hmm? We say a few things about separation that you might not have heard. Hmm? It's a big, big uh, subject. And um, as 
Krishna is departing, obviously, for Mathura. This scene has been played over and over again, and uh, it's quite uh, a tragic scene, even with gopis lying down in front of the chariot and uh, um, uh, trying to uh, hold back that mean Akura from taking Krishna and Balaram out of Vrindavan and so forth. But the whole thing is just so complex. It's just it's just what can be done. There's too many extenuating circumstances. I mean, if he, sure, he could stay, but then if you tell Lalita, well, sure, but what about Vasudev and Devaki? She has to give up too. They have to... They have to give in to that. They're devotees. So if you say, but what about Vasudev and Deva? And how they're being treated by Kamsa. And they're there. And, and they're soft-hearted, right? So they, <laughs> they have to acquiesce and allow the chariot uh, to pass. Hmm? But it's very, very uh, traumatic for them. Hmm? And particularly traumatic for Vatsali Rasa and for Madhuri Rasa. It's not as traumatic for Sakya Rasa. Why is that? Because Krishna's friends go with him. Hmm? After all, it's an invite, comes as invite, for a wrestling match. Hmm? And wrestling is something that they do every day with Krishna, hmm? more than once. In, in the course of the day, after milking, hmm, then um, and between milking and breakfast, there's a section in the compound of Nandamarsh called the Rangastala, which is like a sports arena that's been arranged. It's it's circular in nature, and uh, there the gymnastics and wrestling and playing with ball. And I said the other day, and Balaram is is the most most has the most dexterous hands on the ends of his long arms. Nobody plays with the ball different sizes and shapes and shh, than him. Hmm? And so there they play and and, uh, and 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 sport and wrestling is a big part of that, right? And at the foot of Govardhan also there'll be wrestling. And so, so now there's an, an invite for a wrestling match. Right? Hmm? With professional, they're going. They're going to go professional now. You know, <laughs> it's just been a hobby, and you know, they got a, they got an invite to the main stage, and so and and the best amongst them, Christian Balaram, have been in, invited. So they're not going to miss out on this. These boys, so they go along with them, and then there's the form of. But Saliras goes in, in the person of Nandamarsh, who's obviously the, the chaperone for for the young boys and so forth, and whose promise is there to bring them back, which gives some some assurance to the to to those who have to remain behind, Yashoda, other mothers and elders and so forth, and 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 the gopis. Some servants will also go. So there in Mathura, then. Um, we we find some nice um, um, one nice example of of a, of a, of, a, of a form of uh, separation turning into union. Hmm? 
the overarching idea of separation and union is referred to by the words uh, yoga rasa and ayoga rasa. So union and separation. This pertains to all the all of the dasya, sakya, vatsalya, and also to manjari bhav. Besides that, in manjari bhav and manduri bhav, we have these other terms, vipralamba and uh, sambhog, which means union and separation, and the different four different types of separation and union within them, and so forth. But I won't won't comment on that for the moment. But within yoga and and a yoga. Then you have divisions. Yoga means union. Ayoga separation. Within separation we have utkantita, a longing, having not met Krishna yet, but somehow become attracted to him. And viyoga, separation from him after having met him, that takes place for either a short period of time or a long period of time. And then we have three types of, of union. The union corresponding with... Uh, with um, um, Utkandita is Siddhi, so now you've met him. Hmm? You've been longing, so this really pertains, as you can see, to the sadhaka who enters through through um, through the low tide of separation. So the siddhas in the Leela, in the Prakat Leela, they're meeting Krishna for the first time. Of course, they're coming from the Uppercut Leela, but it's playing out in a way that's very very uh, helpful for us, right? Mm-hmm. So they set the example. So they longing, they meet. That's called city, the union, mm-hmm. the, the, the yoga rasa. And then the, the meeting that occurs after being separated for some time, like for example in Sakuras, being separated, let's say, overnight, sleeping, dreaming about him, mm-hmm. and then meeting him. That's called tushti. Tushti? And then meeting that... That, that that doesn't have in any larger sense again separation which is prominent as I said in the Prakat Leela in the Aprakat Leela it's predominated by union so there's typically no going to Dwarka and long separation and so forth and that's called Stiti, stiti so in technical terms but at any rate on to Yatura, Matura they go, and walking through the town, hmm, Krishna's strutting like a like an elephant along with Balaram and ladies on the rooftops. They've heard about him. This is the, you know this is like the downtown, you know, and Krishna's coming from the suburbs and the rural area, and they've heard about him. There's commerce that goes between Vrindavan and and Matura flowers and grain and other items and so forth and so on. So there's news back and forth and the news always coming from Braj is people talking about Krishna, what he's like. Hmm? And so the, 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 the residents of Mathura are affected by this. And now Krishna's come into Mathura. There he is. And um, with his friends, right? Walking down the, down the main, main street. And they've been personally invited. There's billboard signs going, uh, there'll be a wrestling match and so forth. And, and Krishna meets the, uh, the, the, the washerman. He's a, he's, a, he's a laundry man for the king. And uh, he is a dyer, so he dyes the clothes. And so he's got all these silks that he's just 
washed, dyed, and then washed again. They're all they're ready to wear. The starch is out. They're beautiful. All for the festival. Hmm? How the king will be attired and so forth. King comes uh, in the in the in his you know box you know in the in the uh, in the stands right you know right up up front the best view and so forth and and Krishna stops the washerman and says well oh, there's nice cloth you've got there who's that for that's for the king hands off right so Krishna says heads off. <laughs> <laughs> Jiva Goswami is a little gentle with it. He says he cut off his laughing because he, he's laughing. Who do you think you are? You come, you country boys, come here. You coward people, come here, and they're coming in their rustic, cowherd attire. Hmm? However opulent it sometimes sounds from the descriptions of the devotees' meditation pearls he's got and rubies and. There's always a gunjamala thrown in there, which means and he's got a rustic appearance because you don't you don't go collect berries from the forest and turn and he's got forest flowers and um, and so forth. So, comparatively speaking, it's a rustic appearance. And these are and this is this is the these are the this is the cloth for the king. So the the, the washerman he's laughing at these boys. Can you get out of here? And so he said, Jiva Goswami is a little. Suddenly he says, he cut off his laughing. Right? <laughs> it's, you'd think he was you know, a karate expert or something. So anyway, he stopped his laughing and then he takes the clothes and gives some to Balaram and some to his other friends and they start wrapping themselves in this, in this cloth and so forth. Right? In effect, they're playing king with the king's clothes. This is one of the Anubhavs of Sakyaras that's uh, playing king. King and king's uh, uh, prime minister and counselors and agents and so forth. Krishna's constantly setting up some spot. I'm the king here. I need appointing ministers and and um, and often checking the gopis from passing and so forth, this kind of thing. So now they're in the king's kingdom Hmm? And and when they do that, they're pretending. You know, and Kamsa, you know, he's there, and you know, and I'm the king over here. And so now they're in in Kamsa's place, and they've taken they've taken his clothes, hmm? Hmm? wrapping themselves up in different ways. And so, and then the, then then the tailor comes, hmm? and the tailor says, "Let me take that cloth." And then he sews it in such a way as to make a wrestling outfit for Krishna, hmm? suitable for the wrestling. But in the king's cloth, right? And for Balaram and the boys are watching and taking much pleasure from this. And, and this, um, he's a weaver and a tailor. Hmm? And his background is that 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 he heard, like I'm saying, it's typical. He heard about Krishna regularly from people coming from Braj, hmm? for exchanging services in the barter system with them and in such a way that he became captivated by by Krishna's like, with his friends as a coward and here now Krishna the coward is before him with his friends hmm? so he was longing hmm? he would long and and uh, having heard about him hmm? and having seen like rough pictures drawn of him this is what he looks like and so forth hmm? 
he's fallen in, in, into fraternal love for him, utkantita. So he has this longing, right? Hmm? A yoga rasa, and it turns into yoga rasa, siddhi. He meets Krishna. And Krishna speaks to him, and, and right before all of the other boys' eyes, Krishna gives him something like sarupya mukti. Well, gives him a form like his own, hmm? which is, of course, what all of his coward friends have, <laughs> forms like his. This is a, uh, it's the super sarupya, so to speak. It's really not sarupya. <laughs> It's uh, just like it's not Salokya to live on the same planet as God, to live in Vrindavan. Hmm. That's not the bhav, right? But they do. They look like Krishna in many ways. So anyway, he gave him a cowherd form right before all the other boys, t- gave him his sarup right right in front of them and turned him into a sakha. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> and on, of course, then on down the road they go. And, and um, so now Krishna has new clothes and they're, Tailored, hmm, in the king's clothes, suitable for the for the event ahead, right? Hmm. And in his mind comes that florist. Hmm. There's a florist. Hmm. His name is Sudama. Hmm. I like him. He reminds me of my friend Sudama, hmm, who's Rupa Manjari's older brother. Hmm. Cousin of cousin of Radharani and Sridham. Hmm? This florist, he used to go to Vrindavan outside the metropolitan area to collect flowers. That was his business. He would make garlands for the king and, and, and for whatever was going on in the city and so forth. Expert florist. And sometimes at a distance he would see Krishna in rustic dress with his friends. And he developed affinity for Sakirasa seeing him. Hmm? And now he, he's, he's at home meditating on Krishna and making flowers, flower garlands. And in his, he's halfway through making one flower garland and then it stops in his meditation. And his meditation is so deep that Krishna says, where is that fellow, Sudama? There's a fellow, Sudama. Hmm? Sometimes he comes to Braj. He's named just like you. Hmm? I have feelings of friendship for him, he tells Sudama, just like I have for you. Hmm? Sudama's lost in meditation. He can't finish the garland. Don't think that the sadhaka's prayers will not be heard hmm? by Krishna. <laughs> right? yeah, he's in Mathura. He took birth in Mathura. Hmm? And now in the Prakat Leela, hmm? He's he's meditate he's doing his service as a flower garland and meditating on Krishna. How many lifetimes it took him to attain such a situation? And in his meditation, he can't complete the garland, and Krishna feels his meditation, and he says, "Sudden, Sudama, he's got your name. Hmm? That florist, he must be living in Mathura. Hmm? Sometimes I've seen him from a distance. Well, he's picking flowers when we're hurting." We have to find out where he lives. So they begin to inquire, where does Sudama live? And then he goes to the house with a few select friends, just a few of us, few of us. we don't want to scare him. <laughs> and, and come Balaram, Krishna, 
and a few friends come to the house and break his meditation hmm? by their presence, right? Sudama, his meditation is broken. And there whom he's meditating on, Krishna and Balaram, standing before him. Hmm? And so, he, so, so he's, he, he pays respect to them. He doesn't know what to say or do. And then Krishna looks. That's a nice looking garland, is, is, the, is the kind of the, what he's saying with his eyes. It's nice to, so then Sudama takes the garland and just finishes it in like, like no time, like magically. It finishes. Hmm? It's the best garland that he had ever made. Hmm? <laughs> and he was obviously meditating, if I could just put this on Krishna, hmm? my life would be perfect. And Krishna appeared before him. He gave him the garland. He gave a garland to Sudama and then to all of the other coward boys. And Krishna gave him Sakyabhakti. Hmm? Sakyabhakti, Sakyarasa. Hmm? These coward friends are energized in material. Everybody's weeping in Vrindavan, right? <laughs> Krishna's absence. And they're, they're, we, we, we learn something about what's going on through them, right? Hmm? Fortunately. Hmm? And then, of course, he meets Kubja, straightens her out. Hmm? Right? right? He teaches us if your inside is correct, then your, your outside will be straight also. If you're actually straight inside, then uh, then it will show up on the outside. So he corrected her, straightened her out. And uh, of course, then he dealt with Kuvalyapita, the elephant, and broke the bow, and so on and so forth. And he kills Kamsa. Hmm? And that's just a minor event, uh, but it's the big wrestling event, of course. So it's it's something the boys took great great pleasure in. But now, of course, the impending um, separation is is looming because it's time to return. But there are extenuating circumstances, and Krishna is like between a rock and, as they say, in a hard spot. What what will he do? He, he can't get permission from his parents, Vasudev and Devaki, to leave. They want him to get educated, and go even further to Ujjain and get under the tutelage of Sandipani Muni, and uh, and and the scriptures say you shouldn't disobey your parents. And then there's this all this confusion. Well, whose son is he? Hmm? This is swirling around, and Nanda has his own explanation of things, and Vasudev has his own explanation. And Krishna's thinking, well, maybe I should, you know, bring the people of Vrindavan here. Nanda likes the idea, but explains that all the problems that will arise from that. Balaram also advises him, that's going to be real confusing, you know. Mm-hmm. Who are we, you know, uh, two sets of parents and what, you know, so forth. And then there's the the threat of Jarasandha and others. And Mathura is, is a fortified place. This is a fortified uh, kingdom. And Vrindavan is just a you know a village. It's surrounded by cow bullock carts, you know. And so if in search of revenge hmm, Jarasandhu com- comes to kill Krishna because Krishna's killed Kamsa who's the husband of his his what daughters Hmm? then what will happen to Braj? So all this and other uh, problems arise. And so 
Krishna reasons with his father that it's, it looks like he's going to have to stay here for a little while longer. Hmm? But it's it would be inappropriate for everyone else to stay longer. We need to get word back to Vrindavan. Everything's okay. Let them know Kams has been killed. Not me. Hmm? So we're halfway there. And I should have come back now, but there are extenuating circumstances, so I'll be back. And Nanda Maharaj, of course, listens to the reasoning. He agrees with the reasoning, but all he can do is blurt out, but what will your mother say? It's like, yes, I agree, but, as we sometimes say, but what will your mother say? So so Krishna has to respond, and he and he, he, he says that, let me, let me write a letter to her, right? Hmm? So what we find here, of course, he'll write a letter to Yasoda, and then, well, he writes a letter to Yasoda, he gives it to Sridham, then Sridham reads it back, right? Hmm? Dear mother, don't think that I'm not there. You have dreams that I'm there. Hmm? And, and and those dreams are real. They're not, it's not a hallucination. I'm actually present. Hmm? Last night you cooked this. Yesterday you cooked this. Next day you cooked this. But you're not eating any of that. If you don't start eating that and accept that I'm there and eating the offerings, then I won't eat. And if I don't eat, well, then you know, that's your worst enemy, right? Mother Yasoda is just, you know, as far as she's concerned, Krishna's navel is touching his backbone at all times. <laughs> you couldn't find a more skinny kid. And he hasn't eaten a thing, right? course, there's a big breakfast every morning. There's a lot cooked and so forth, but it's a little difficult for Krishna to eat, given that he's preoccupied with the cook. <laughs> and then he doesn't want the elders to know he's preoccupied with the cook, so it's a difficult situation. But hmm, He does eat a fair amount, right? Hmm. But from her point of view, he's never e- eaten enough. Right? So, And it's beautiful to see in, in, in both in Chaitanya Charitamrita and Gubindali Lamrita, you get some idea what kind of a chef Krishna's Kaviraj must have been. Pages of page after page after page after page of, and this was cooked, and this preparation, and this has this, and then it's done with this, and hmm, quite a, quite a, must have been quite a cook hmm, himself. So, at any rate, he says, and if you don't eat, I'm not going to eat. Hmm. If you're going to fast, I will fast. So, in this way, he explains that there will be what appear to be hallucinations. In Sanskrit, we say spurti of myself that appear to you in dreams. In Vatsalya-ras, they will appear in dreams. Hmm? But don't think they're not real. I'm there. Hmm? They will also, skipping ahead for a moment, he has to deal with Madhurya-ras also. That he cannot do in front of Nanda Maharaj. Hmm? Well, let's fill it in. Okay, so okay, Mother Yasoda, that's how we'll deal with her separation and and mitigate her separation to some extent by this message that will be born, born, bared, born, taken, delivered, born by by Sudama. So what's happening is this: this the burden of separation experienced in Vatsalya-ras and Madhurya-ras is going to be mitigated to some extent by Sakya-ras that doesn't experience the burden of separation in the same measure or in the same same way. Hmm? But it's burdened 
not only by separation of its own nature, but by the burden of the separation of Vatsaliras and Madhuriras that it has to tender to and mitigate to some extent by bearing the messages and and this is what, what friends do, right? And that's what friends are for, so to speak. Hmm? So their own separation is impending. It's about to happen. Hmm? And before it happens, they're being burdened by the task of mitigating, in some measure, the separation of Vatsali Rasa, hmm? which is of a different nature. Vatsali Rasa is full of longing and doubt, comparatively, Sakiras, with confidence. Hmm? Confidence. We'll get into that further. But then, so, the letter to Yasoda is written. And then the Marsh says, well, what about, uh, you know, what about uh, your friends? Now they're going to have to go back. And Krishna says, I will also appear before them, hmm? but not in dreams while they're awake. Because of the nature of their pranai, in Vatsaliras he'll appear only in dreams, but in their waking state, I mean, for the sakas he appears while they're awake. Hmm? It's easier to dismiss a an appearance in a dream than it is to one that is before your you in your waking state. Hmm? So that the idea is that the nature of their love being centered on confidence, vishramba, confidence, they take his appearance, his sportis, his mystical appearances as, to be as if he's actually there. They don't have any doubt about it. Hmm? In Vatsalirasa, even when Krishna is present, they have some doubts whether he's going to stay there because he, he, he he's going to go off to the forest, he's going to grow up, hmm? he's going to get married, he's going to you know, and so on and so forth. And this is more so the case, of course, with Madhurya. We'll get to that. Nandamar says, well, and I think we touched on this last night, what about the cows? How are you going to deal with them? Krishna, of course, says, well, they're different. You know, they, they, their perception is based on more on smell and on sound and only to a limited extent by sight. So Stoka Krishna looks like me. Take my cloth, which is full of my f- aroma, fragrance, my scent, wrap yourself with that, here, now, take my flute. So again, in Mathura, here onwards in Dwarka, there's no Venu Madhurya there. Hmm? Flute is being taken back by Stoka Krishna. Hmm? Krishna doesn't have a flute in Dwarka. After killing comes and after sending everybody but he back, he's no, he's no longer Venu Madhurya. Venu Madhurya means Krishna in Vrindavan. Hmm? Really Lila Madhurya too. Hmm? Prema Madhurya. We talked about this last night, right? To some extent. So he, he so wraps Soka Krishna. Soka Krishna means small Krishna. So he looks like Krishna, but he's smaller. So you go there and sit with the cows, so they won't know that you're shorter. Hmm? You look like me, and you'll have my scent, and you play my flute. Hmm? So they'll hear they'll hear the sound, they'll smell, and they'll see a little bit. Looks and Subal here you put on Balaram's clothes and you go with him and take the, his Balaram's horn with him. Hmm? In this way, the cows think he's there. Hmm? He's there. This is his solution, right? It's not a complete solution, but he's trying, <laughs> trying hard to deal with it. And it's painful for him, too. 
don't think it's uh, he's okay and he's just trying to pacify them because he's got cool things to do no this is where he's preoccupied with this is why he told Uddhava as I mentioned last night I've realized something hmm? what I realize the mature Leela and the people of Mathura are only a reflection of the people of Braj. Because when I'm in Braj, I never think of Mathura people. But when I'm in Mathura, interacting with Mathura people, I'm always thinking of Braj. So the, the, the inhabitants of Braj are partially manifest in Mathura, hmm? partially manifest in Dwarka, hmm? and reminding him of that place, reflecting back on that place, hmm? the completeness of it, how it's full, the full face, right? of his Leela. So then, of course, how to deal with the gopis and Subal is pulled aside. He can't, Nandamarj doesn't ask that. He's not even supposed to know about that, right? Hmm? But Subal knows. So Krishna writes a letter. To, Subal says, well, we're gonna come on over here. And what, what, what's, what about the gopis? What we so he writes a letter to them and also explains to them that you are having hallucinations of me. They're real. I'm actually there. You remember this, Visaka? You did this. I was there. You remember this, Radhika? That happened to you the other day. That was me. See, I know that. Hmm? So Subal is to take that back and take, bear the burden of their separation, along with his, which is impending, about to come falling down on him. Hmm? But it has the strength to do that. Manduriras, like Vatsaliras, comparatively compared to. Sakiras is characterized by longing and doubt. Gopis have doubt. Hmm? If he's really there, if he's really with him, he's probably married some queens. Who are we? Hmm? Just village girls and so forth. And and the whole parakia, right? It's filled with doubt. But comparatively, as I say, the Sakiras is filled with confidence. Vishrambha. Hmm? They don't doubt that Krishna's coming back. Hmm? But Saliras, they're they're doubting. Maybe he won't come back. But so, and, 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 and that's why, and Madhuras doubting. That's why. Who does Krishna send? First, he sends his friends. This is the first line of, you know, defense or whatever. His own friends. Who does he send next? He sends Uddhava, and Uddhava is Dasirasa mixed with Sakirasa. Hmm? And it turns his, it, it causes his Staibhav to reach Pranai, that, which is what characterizes uh, and permeates Sakirasa. So he draws on him to also try to mitigate their separation. Who did he choose next from Dwarka? Balaram, to send a friend. Hmm? So this is something about the position of Sakirasa with regard to separation in comparison to how it's experienced hmm, in other. Um, sentiments. Hmm? And of course, that doesn't mean to say that the gopas in Vrindavan, they don't, they go through all the ten psychological, trans-psychological experiences of, of love and separation, including what extensively appears like almost dying, but still, comparatively, there is some some difference in their, in their separation. So, something I'm going to say, anyway, about separation, something about Matura and how they look at it properly, it's meant for indirectly showcasing the virtues of um, Vrindavan hmm? and about the Prakat Lila, right? which is Krishna's desire to bestow 
just like Narayan has a desire to bestow. So, any questions? Yes. Um, in Vrindavan, uh, maybe at Govardhan Hill near Govindakund, there's a deity of cowherd boy that faces Mathura, and he's said that he's looking towards Mathura, just waiting for Krishna to return. Do you know the name? No. The name of the temple? Yeah, the name of the temple. No, I don't, I don't know that. But yeah, they're waiting too <laughs> for him to return. Shiva hmm. Goswami tells a little of this in, in his uh, commentaries and, um, and also in Gopal Champu. Amongst the different uh, Goswamis, um, Jiva Goswami worshipped Krishna Balaram in his, in his youth. Hmm before he became the great Jiva Goswami. And so I found in his writings more feelingful uh, descriptions of uh, and uh, feelings for, despite his Manjari status, um, Sakirasa. After this section in Gopal Champu, he says, my heart is breaking. Hmm? It's like, what did Shelley say? Saddest tales are those, sweetest tales are those that tell of Saddest times. Hmm. What else? Yes. I really appreciated you taking the time to explain to us how Krishna has compassion in this, because you know you've yeah. touched on the philosophical point how the Godhead really can't have compassion. Yeah. Uh, in a, on a theological point, so I appreciated that, and I was curious to know why. Several times when you spoke about it, you said according to the theology of Krishna Das Raj Goswami. So yeah. in other words, are you by saying that you you said it like four or five times? Yeah. So was that an indication that this is you know specific like like a bhava of Krishna Das Raj Goswami that he sees like this and it's not necessarily the Gaudiya doctrine so to speak? Well, he's very faithful to the Goswamis, but on this issue. And, it, and it's probably because he's writing about Mahabhadanaya Avatar, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm, who is Krishna, forgetting that he's Krishna, and uh, and uh, in the form of a sadhu, and sadhus are the compassionate, the agency through which Krishna extends compassion beyond the circle of his devotees, who he's compassionate to, to non-devotees. Krishna is compassion is one of his qualities. But it's only expressed in relation to his devotees because that's the circle he stays within. Hmm? But through the sadhus, which are extensions of himself, who are considered his, his kripa shakti, then he bestows compassion and grace, kripa, on other people, right? To so extend the circle, right? So he's writing about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and in Rupa Goswami's own words, he's Mahabhadanaya avatar. I mean, he's the avatari in the form of an avatar, but he's compassionate. <laughs> He depicts him as, as speaking to Haridas Thakur and saying, how will the people of the world be liberated? And Haridas says, just by... Uh, uh, how will the, It was one thing that the people may be delivered, but what about the non-moving living beings? And Haridas says, it, you know, when you chant, it's not... And you hear that echo? That's not an echo, that's the trees chanting back. So they're also being... And then Mahabharu feels... Oh, okay. So he's he's a sadhu. Hmm? He's Krishna, but now he's a sadhu, and sadhu bhav. He's got compassion 
so I think that that's you know such a central theme. That's who he's writing about. Hmm? That um, he kind of extends the. And I think you're right. That's why I mentioned it several times because Jiva Goswami in the Sandarbhas makes the point that you know Krishna doesn't have any experience of suffering, and so he lacks that driving empathy that comes from experience that enhances one's capacity to be compassionate. Now, of course, I've reasoned, and I think well, that he understands the mechanism of the people's suffering, and he tenders to it by speaking about it, but that's a little bit distant. This is your problem, okay, you know, and this is what you should do, but I don't have any empathy for you, because and I don't have any, I don't know what it's like, what you're feeling, but I can understand it intellectually would doesn't make the best psychologist probably right you got to have a little empathy so Krishna doesn't have any experience of the suffering that comes from attachment right it's a good point that he makes because if you if, if he has experience of the suffering then he has ignorance then he, then he can't be the savior so it's like well you got one or the other but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu kind of like bridges the gap here right hmm? and the Prakat Leela that we're talking about which he depicts as is a bit peculiar compared to Jiva Goswami's um, description, includes not just wanting to come to the world to, you, you, know, you could say, just to give rag bhakti to the devotees who have reached the stage of Sarup Siddhi and whose separation I can no longer bear and their devotees so my compassion, Bhagavan's compassion, stays within the circle of the of the Swarup Shakti. Hmm? But that's not what he says. Uh, he says that people worship me like this, like that. It doesn't do anything for me. I want to give the world Rag Bhakti. So it's a little bit. He's a little extended. Uh, uh, it's almost like he's he started to place Krishna in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mood just with the idea of coming to the world, hmm? right, and, and and showcasing Raga Bhakti, which Mahaprabhu will distribute and so forth. So it seems like something like that, that Chaitanya Bhav starts to come into Krishna with this idea, let me manifest the Prakat Leela in the world and uh, give Raga Bhakti to everyone. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Interesting. Yes? Paramatma Sandarva seems to indicate that the the entire material manifestation is an outpouring of a desire to allow the bhaktas who did not complete their perfection in bhakti during one cycle of the universal manifestation to be afforded that opportunity in another manifestation. And that's the only reason that yeah. there's a material world. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's uh, a couple things to be said about that. That that's Jiva Goswami trying to make that point that Krishna has no suffering; he has no reason to. But then, it's the only reason for the material world. Uh, that's well, you know, that's the only reason for the material world is to facilitate those sadhakas, but. Well, what do you need it for then? If you're trying to find reason for the material world, it's kind of things kind of fall apart actually. Hmm? Well, then, why have it in the first place then? Mm. <laughs> you know, someone who reason why well, have it in the first place. So it's something you can't do away with. It's something that exists. You know, why does it exist? It's almost like 
it's not a question that you can ask. Why why does God have why is God the way he is? Because why why is God? <laughs> right? Why is there God? Why should you know you can only ask certain why questions, not all of them have answers. You have to turn to how he is, hmm? why he is, he just is. Hmm? Now, how he is and then we can take advantage and so forth. So I don't I don't, you know, yeah, you know, obviously, this is another instance then. Krishnadas is saying, Narayan wants to bestow mukti. Hmm? Um, you could say, well, he wants to bestow mukti on those who are, haven't got it yet, but have gone so far and so forth. But Krishnadas wants to extend it a little bit. And that's why I said repeatedly that Krishnadas' theology, it, it slightly makes him a little bit more... Uh, uh, somehow empathetic without have without you know you can say I don't have the direct experience but it's possible isn't it psychologically to not have the experience of someone suffering but try to project yourself and get their feelings and and but not be come neurotic <laughs> at the same time so I think that's that's kind of the way Krishnadas is is, is looking at it compared to Jiva Goswami. Hmm? You can say that, well, uh, and it's been said, I mean, uh, uh, you know, I mean, Baladev says that, that the material world is manifest just in the sutras because for Leela, he's full, not that he needs to do anything, he's complete, he's just, it's just his play, even compassion, but is a reason, but Compassion is really not a reason. Compassion is full out of fullness. Hmm? One bestows it. Hmm? So, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a little difference there between Krishnadas Kaviraj and and, uh, and Jiva Goswami, it would seem. Yes. Well. Um, what it, whether, however you want to look at that literally or not, the idea is that um, he was thinking that who are you? This is for the king, hmm? and um, so Krishna is said to respond to people relative to how they approach him. Hmm? So he couldn't appreciate the godhood of Krishna from seeing his sweetness. Hmm? Charm and his beauty, because he had as object of his service was the ugly Kamsa, <laughs> which made for an ugly heart because Kamsa was a pretty ugly guy. Hmm? So he's pretty ugly on the inside in his own heart, therefore, as beautiful and as generous and all that, that Krishna is, he couldn't see that. Hmm? Therefore, it's said that not everybody can see Krishna for who he is. Even though he make manifests this leela here, right? Hmm? We all see a little differently according to our consciousness, according to our heart. So Krishna has to deal evenly and equally with everybody. Hmm? So, and, and you should as well, right? So you should feed your dog, right? Because you you feed yourself, right? But you don't invite him into the kitchen sit at the table 
right? So there's a, there's a difference. So in principle, you want to deal with them the same. You wouldn't want them to go hungry. But that doesn't mean, you know, you're going to feed them pakoras every day. That wouldn't be good for them either. So so Krishna is going to give mercy to everybody, but it depends how he'll, he'll give it. depends upon how they approach. If he can't appreciate in a straightforward way, which would have been like, take these clothes. They would, you know, I'm meditating on you like the florist. Instead, he's laughing and mocking him, so Krishna dealt with him in another way. Hmm? By silencing him, and the implication is, however Krishna deals with someone, it's merciful, and the result is positive and good, even though it may look like well, he's dealing with him in a one person in a nice way, another person in an unfriendly way. And that happens in bhakti too. Sometimes devotees deal with Krishna's in, w- in ways that that doesn't look like devotion. You're supposed to offer Krishna nice things, and you're tying him up to a mortar and you know what's that, hmm? right? <laughs> that's something very special. Right? That's, that's Mother Yasoda's Vatsali above. That's and he's getting, he likes to be tied up by that and so forth. So you got to look at it uh, in, 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 in those terms of terms of how he's approached, so he responds. So, hmm? so he silenced him. Hmm? He was speaking. Mocking him, and so he silenced him. You could say he killed him, or he could say he silenced him. As the Jiva Goswami, he stopped his laughing. Hmm? Then he put on the clothes. Maybe, maybe he liked it after that. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, well, the latter question has different answers, but but the first question is, um, does Krishna need us? Well, we are part and parcel of Krishna. That's who we are. We are Krishna, because Krishna is Krishna and his shaktis. But if we want to be shaktis, we're also arguably different from him. We're one with him and different from him. So the question is not whether he needs us or wants us or whatnot, but how does he relate to the different shaktis that he has? Hmm? So you could say, well, what does he need? You know, does he like the Maya Shakti? Does he need her? Well, she exists, so he has to relate to her. He can't ignore her. He has a relationship with her, and the form of Mahavishnu. Hmm? And the form of Mahavishnu, he glances at her, right? By glancing at her. Then she she gets a soul, all of us, and she comes to life, takes on form, and the world goes round and so forth, and the souls are facilitated by her, indirectly, by having forms and by having minds with which they can engage in and absorb themselves in in bhakti, ultimately, hmm? and be liberated. It's a lila, it's called tristi lila. So he has a relationship with the maya shakti in the form of Mahavishnu. Krishna doesn't have a correct relationship. She's a little embarrassed about it. What 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 is her task? Hmm? 
but she serves as tremendous negative impetus for all of us, right? That's her trident, right? Mighty riding a tiger. So, so you you really can't ask. Does he like? You know, does he need his? He has one. Maya Shah, he, you know, the, 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 if there's a sun, it has its inner effulgence. Hmm? In this analogy, that would be the Srup Shakti. It has heat and light. It's luminous, means it's knowing, it has heat, has feeling, love, right? There's the orb, that's the sun, and inside it has heat and light. Then it has rays that are like the Tatasta Shakti. And then in the rays, there, there's like a reflection within the rays that can cause some obscuration or shadow reflection. That's called Maya. Hmm? So all these things are there. Or to use the analogy of a fire, there's a fire, there's heat and light, there's sparks and there's smoke. It's all part of the fire, right? So does the fire like smoke? Does it like sparks? Just it, yeah. I mean, it's what it is. <laughs> it's all has it, it. It's 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 what he's constituted of. So, as he has a relationship with the Maya Shakti, Mahavishnu, has a relationship with the with the um, with the Jeev Shakti also, the Tatasta Shakti, and um, and in the least. The devotees whom he has a relationship with, who are either constituted of Sarup Shakti or Tatasta Shakti, now imbued with Sarup Shakti, they are extensions of himself and they are considered to be the most prominent manifestation of his Kripa, Kripa Shakti. So they, we say, Vancha Kalpa Trubhyascha, Kripa Sindhubhyebhacha. We say the devotees are the ocean of, of, of compassion. Hmm? So that Krishna is compassionate for all beings, and he's he's compassionate through through his devotees. Hmm? So his devotees naturally have you know have experience of the world and one side, and experience of bhakti on the other, and they're disposed then to benedict and share their positive experience and comprehensive solution to the problem of material suffering. With others, you can't separate that from Krishna doing it. Let's look at it another way. Sometimes it is said that Radharani is the compassionate nature of Krishna. What about that? <laughs> right? Radharani is the compassionate nature of Krishna. So Bhakti gives herself to whoever she wants. Right? Does Bhakti Bhakti controls Krishna? He stays within Bhakti's orbit. But Bhakti's orbit extends beyond Krishna, unlike Krishna. Hmm? And Bhakti shares us up with whoever she wants. You think he's independent? <laughs> think again. Hmm? She's got him controlled, hmm? and he's moving only within her orbit. And meanwhile, her orbit extends beyond that. Hmm? And, the, and she goes wherever she wants. And, wherever, and you know what? Wherever she goes, he has to go there. He has no choice in the matter. Hmm? He has to go there. So, beta bed, hmm? 
You can say, Krishna doesn't have compassion for these reasons, for ordinary people because they're suffering. He has no experience of the suffering. If he did, he'd be in ignorance. It'd be a problem. But he has this luminous and liberating agency called this Sarup Shakti that Radharani is the fullest expression of and sometimes, therefore, she's referred to as his compassionate nature. And through this agency, then people in the world are being benedicted with bhakti and Krishna has to go there. Hmm? So I don't know if you you need to ask, does Krishna like us? Does he need us? Uh, he, he, he has us. <laughs> we're we're part of him, and this is how you know. And we can be in we can be in different conditions. We can be under the influence of his Maya Shakti. We can be under the influence of his Rup Shakti. Hmm? His Rup Shakti is very gracious. I mean, we heard about how the residents of Vrindavan felt about. Krishna leaving Vrindavan, they didn't. They were ready to, you know, kill Akura <laughs> practically over it. But then, when they hear about the condition of other devotees, then they're very soft-hearted. So the Sarup Shakti is very soft-hearted. There's a little Radha in every devotee. There's a little Sarup Shakti in every devotee, right? Hmm? And so, through, so through that, then. Um, Krishna's compassionate love, if you will, is extended uh, to us. Hmm? Now, your question was, does Krishna need us? Does Krishna want us? Shakti? Is he complete by himself with his Sarup Shakti? You can say, yes, that he is, but we cannot separate Krishna entirely from Radha. And so this is, this is it, right? Because they're one and different, so... That's what she does. She's compassionate. That's one thing. And the other part of your question was, why is the Prakat Leela special? Well, if you ask Jiva Goswami, it's special because there's Parakya, <laughs> and there's no Parakya. But you know, that's another, that's his argument. That's what Rupa Goswami means there. Um, there may be <laughs> I don't want to go into that, but there may be other ideas why it's. I tried to avoid that, and that's why I spoke about it the way I did. But uh, it's special because. Um, well, you know, one of the things that's special about it is that Krishna can meet these Jivan Muktas who obtained Swarup City and Bhakti, hmm, whom he can't bear separation from. Um, and uh, and apparently, well, another thing about it, like I was saying, it's special because in that it's it's in that situation that he realized the extent of Radha's experience, hmm, and felt the limitations of his leela and the need for then gore leela. So it's it's special in that way. Does that help? Yeah. Okay. What else? What's the time? Okay. Yeah? Sankirtan movement is one thing that's more for dissemination, but there is Sankirtan there in Sri Basangra's house, Sri Basang, the courtyard of Sri Bas Thakur, 
every night and through the villages. Mahaprabhu was performing Sankirtan in Navadvip. But it's all in Navadvip. So, yes, it's, there's an eternal Navadvip Leela. You've seen Prabhupada's original painting on the Bhagavatam, and there's a lotus, and then there's a blue, and all these Vaikuntha planets, and the center of the lotus, there's Radha and Krishna. If you look in the background, there's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu doing kirtan there. So it's thought that the, that Navadvip is a lotus within the lotus, a hidden form of uh, of um, Madhurya combined with Audarya. I mean, it's one thing it manifests here, and it's display itself in a certain way for dissemination. It's a little different there. Devotees who who, who serve Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, we serve them in Dasiras, Dasyabhav, and so we worship in Navadvip and live in in Vrindavan and Sakiras or Madhuryaras. But the two are there. You can't be within Gaurila and not be in Krishna Lila, because Gaurila is all about Krishna Lila. So in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, the ideal is to attain two forms for the two Leelas that we are concerned with, one of which is an extension of the other. In that sense, they are the same, Gaurila. Hmm? So a form, Rupa Goswami is a, is, is a, a Brahman boy in Dasyabhav in in uh, in uh, in Gorlila eternally, Nityanandapu's associates out there, all there in Dasyabhav, hmm? and then they enter the Kirtan, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu enters into uh, Radha Bhav or Krishna Bhav. Then they they have the same experience in their sroops, and so they have simultaneously they have forms in Krishna Lila. That's enough to digest. All right, so let's, <laughs> let's stop there. Shisi Gaur Aramada Vakija. Gaur Bhaktivinda Kija. Gaur Premanandi.